Hey guys, it's Michelle here, the founder and CEO of IHopeMoms.com, where we are on a mission to connect you to the top family experts. Now, I don't know about you during this time, but I can speak for myself homeschooling three kids under seven. I wonder every day, am I doing this right? It's like the burning question through my head. So today (laughs) I wanted to bring on one of my most amazing resources, a teacher, a principal, a school co-founder, and the CEO of Beyond Booksmart, Michael Delman. Thanks for being on with me today. Uh, Michelle, great to hear your voice. I'm so glad to join. <laughs> well, I am honored to have you on because I know out of anyone, you're going to be able to answer my questions that I have. So let's get right into it. Michael, I want to know in your opinion, as an expert, as a longtime teacher, and just helping hundreds of families and children, how long really can the brain of a child that's under the age of nine or 10 really focus? Well, you know, in in, um, the opinions of pediatric neuropsychologists that I've spoken to about this question, you're looking at Unfortunately, two to three minutes per year of development. So when you're talking about a 10-year-old or a nine-year-old, you're looking at no more than 20 to 30 minutes, more like 15 to 20 minutes at a time. But there is an important caveat for that, Michelle, which is it also depends on the feedback they're getting and how engaging the activity is. So 15 minutes would generally be a stretch unless the task is really engaging and or there's some external support for helping to redirect and persist. So that that's a good guideline to consider. I love something that you mentioned in that answer. And I appreciate that benchmark of two minutes per every age year that they are. And my question for you, Michael, mm-hmm. is, you know, I'm a mom where I'm homeschooling my seven-year-old and then bebopping over to my five-year-old and then making sure my three-year-old isn't <laughs> coloring on the walls that happened yesterday. So, you know, I don't, have the time to sit there and I'm working on top of this. I mean, mm-hmm. the this situation for mothers is not only unprecedented, in my opinion, it's completely unreasonable. So I want to mm-hmm. learn from you. What are the signs I need to be looking for in my child to say, you know what, we're good here. Let's take a little break. Yeah, I think if they throw their math book, <laughs> that's generally a sign. <laughs> um, no, I I think when they start to have their um, their eye movement shifting away, when they're looking around and kind of a daydreaming stance, when they're very fidgety, it's a good indicator that um, they're, they may be about peaked out and it's time to move on. You can always come back for another, you know, an hour later at some point when they've got a little more, um, you know, receptivity to it. So I, I wouldn't push it. I think it's better Better to leave while the party's still fun and not to, not to drag it out till the very I end. I love it. Now, I have a second question for you, kind of leading um, into the next segment here. As a school co-founder, you know, one of the things that I was curious to hear your opinion on was I'm finding my kids are able to get the work done Monday through Thursday, and they want to just relax mm. and have some fun. And I'm definitely not able to homeschool them. 8 a.m. to 3 like their normal school did. So I would love to hear in your opinion that the question that's burning in our mind, what's normal? Mm. What what should we be doing? I mean, 
how do we do this virtually online and manage this all? What is the right way? I think you should expect perfection for your kids every minute and all the time. And they should do absolutely everything you expected them always. Oh, wait, no, that was an alternative universe, Michelle. No, we're living in the real world. Come on. You know, I, I think, I think it is absolutely important to um, have realistic occasions. And to begin with, you can work with them on informal activities that may produce lots of dividends later on in life that help to build skills, both thick and broad skills. And so the schoolwork, you ultimately have to be the person to make the decision and even sometimes to push back with teachers. What are they going to do? Fire you? you know? <laughs> <laughs> they, they fire me. <laughs> yeah, send them cookies, you know, as a thank you. But um, they do need to get the feedback that there is a limit, that parents are juggling multiple things, and that's actually not your role, and, and you're doing the best that you can. So I think having a realistic expectation, a Friday off, that's fine if that's what works for you guys. Um, but there are lots of things you can do to kind of keep it still interesting and meaningful and valuable, even if it's not doing the schoolwork uh, perfectly every single minute. Now, I know a lot of moms listening to this, Michael, are going to say, but if I don't keep that rigorous schedule, if I don't keep that, keep that normalcy of that you know, Monday through Friday, nine to three, what's going to happen when we go back? You know, everybody, um, including our children, understands context. Almost nobody, um, and, and, and again, our kids are among this, understand that there's a time to play, there's a time to work, there's a time, you know, you wear certain clothes when you go to a wedding that would be different than what you'd wear when you're playing outside and in the, or playing in the garden. So they will adapt when they need to. I would not um, spend a lot of time worrying about the future, which is a very strange place for all of us right now. We don't particularly know, you know, when we'll be going back. Uh, what that will look like. So I would focus on the present moment, generally good way to live anyway, and focus on, on getting the work done that's most essential. Also having the kids participate in chores, opportunities for development, such as writing stories or reading or listening to books, all those things that you do want to keep the mind active. So I think if your question, you know, could be reframed, Michelle, I would think of it as, how can I help my child to stay active, have their minds working, have them participating in things that are mm. meaningful, even if I can't keep them on the school track 100% right now, they're going to still have their minds working, even if it's doing something like, I know lots of kids that are starting little novels, and, and, and it's great, and it's fun, and they're dictating, and their parents set up, a, you know, the, the word, um, word documents that they can just dictate, and those kinds of things, lots of opportunities on Facebook to collaborate in other ways, so I would look for additional opportunities, not just to feel rigidly rude traditional method. I love that. And, you know, kind of something that keeps coming back through all of this is expectations and the pressure that a yes. lot of families are feeling right now. 
So again, as a teacher, a principal, a school co-founder, I mean, the wealth of knowledge you have to help us as parents Mm. during this time is incredible. Michael, what would be your biggest piece of advice for parents right now facing this coronavirus pandemic, homeschooling and juggling it all? Yeah, I, I, I think it would be to deputize yourself. Um, you know, no one's your boss right now when it comes to managing your kids. No one ever is. But right now, since you're the one having to ensure the school, um, kind of the school function, if you will, have your kids involved as much as possible. Feel free to make some of these decisions for yourself. Now, the older kids Sure, they're going to feel a little more accountable when they're in high school. That makes sense. Um, The teachers will hold them accountable. But when you're the one with younger kids and trying to do it for yourself, you need to define the family culture that you want. You need to decide what's that one big thing that each kid needs to get done today and not Mm. focus on trying to get everything done. So I would shift from pressure to possibilities. What's something that could be accomplished that would be wonderful to accomplish as opposed to what must be done all the time. Wow. Shift from pressure to possibility. What a takeaway. Wow, Michael. I love talking with you. I really hope it's mutual together. (laughs) I love it too. I just want to encourage our moms out there. Michael changed my life. I read his book in literally one evening. Your kid's going to be okay. It has provided me with such mindful parenting practices that has allowed me to really be a better parent for my kids and has made our family such a stronger unit. Again, your kid's going to be okay. I highly recommend it. And if you need any help, with your kids' productivity, with their efficiency, make sure that you connect with Michael at beyondbooksmart.com, beyondbooksmart.com. Instagram also is a great resource. Thank you so much for being on with us today, Michael. Total pleasure, Michelle. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye.